Hey, how's it, everybody? Welcome back to Freedom Fanatics, where your freedom is worth fighting. Joining me today is Sholin Boysen and Tiejo Dodze from the fan team. Today, we're going to jump into, uh, for a change, a good news story. Um, and this uh, definitely touches on your freedom to earn as well as your freedom to learn. Now, the story comes out of Gauteng uh, from, well, originally starting out in, in Soweto. Um, but I'm going to play a little short documentary put together by News24. Um, so I don't need to go into too much. I'll let the, the visuals do the talking. So let's, let's see what uh, the silver lining is all about. NQ Jewelry started up very, very small. We started up in a tin house, you know, and known as Queen Soweto. Uh, but our, when we started, we wanted to always have our own originality. So we, we sort of started to design our own uh, jewelry, uh, our own style, our own look and feel. And I think for the first, I'll say, good five to ten years of my career, that's what we, we, we really did, you know, build a, a name for ourselves and also build a brand, you know. And so we're now known for high-quality uh, contemporary jewelry. It's unique, you know. We've always uh, uh, designed our own products, you know, since the beginning of the company. So I guess over the years, people have learned to uh, 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 say maybe understand our product more. So more and more people now, especially young people, are starting to buy uh, our jewelry. Uh, we've, we've got products ranging from anything from 500 rands right up to uh, half a million, 200,000. Depends on one's appetite, really. So, so we've sort of uh, became like a, a small, 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 well-known brand in South Africa. More especially in Gaudeng, because that's where we're based. Well, I started up very well, started well. Up there were no incubation, incubation programs at the time. So I used to sell uh, cakes and sweets, uh, wash people's cars in Soweto. That's how I raised my first startup uh, capital to be able to uh, start doing just basic repairs. And then over the years, we started to design and manufacture our own jewelry. Yeah. I remember the first time I realized I could design and make jewelry. Uh, I realized that, you know, this is something I want to do for the rest of my life. And being in a very small industry and very expensive, uh, I knew it would take me a very long time to actually be able to be at the position where I am uh, currently, where we employ about five young, uh, talented people uh, from South Africa uh, using only precious metals for production and for our creations and being able to brand our product and now we have an opportunity to also start to set up small uh, uh, retail across the country so it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's interesting so we currently offer that uh, work experience program where young people who've qualified from university or colleges can come and get work experience in our factory and some of them they don't leave you know they stay with us uh, because they enjoy being in a, in a contemporary, because it feeds into their soul and spirit. You know, they're also artists as well, not just employees. I hope they can take this to the next level, you know, and be able to be future mentors. Uh, because it, not me, I can mentor so many people in my lifetime, you know. 
but it's up to those that have uh, been in the, in our in also have been mentored by us or any other person out there to to you know to extend it to the next generation so that we can start to build our own industries Alrighty, awesome. So, for a change, a little bit of a good news story. Um, I'm sure Sholin's got a got got some NQ jewelry hiding underneath that that hoodie of his. Um, but uh, so, gents, the story of uh, Mobile uh, in Corsi is 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 uh, quite a heartening one. I think let's start off with just the the sort of the environment with which he began his journey, and maybe what young people can take from from his journey so Tioko, i mean he started you know he says he started selling sweets uh selling essentially starting selling stuff out of the the, the boot of his car um to mm -hmm. as in, in, in a phrase um what, what as a young person i mean you know opportunities are are everywhere aren't they opportunities are everywhere um as far as the government, of course, does not stop um, individuals from accessing certain opportunities. But I must mm. say that this is a very good story. I feel very inspired after watching this whole video. I think the man is what many of us should aspire to become, right? Mm. We should aspire to, well, many of us who, 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 who eventually want to go into business, who want to become entrepreneurs and stuff, instead of waiting for someone uh, big or the government to come and fund us, we should start small and, 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 and grow our businesses from there till they get to the point whereby he is at the moment. I mean, the story of how he went from washing cars, selling sweets, started this business off in a shack, and now it's where it is. He, he employs five uh, people in his company, offers learnerships and stuff. It's a brilliant story and should inspire many of us who, 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 who want, do want to become entrepreneurs to, mm. to, to yeah, start with the project and not look at the resources that we need so as to get to the larger scale of business, but start with, with, with what we have, let alone mm. not wait for anyone to come and assist. 100%. And I think, Sholin, the thing here is that, you know, it really is just the free market at play, you know, where, where you let people, individuals, get ahead and identify issues and opportunities in their communities. And, you know, you wouldn't necessarily off the bat think like, oh, there's a market for high-end jewelry hailing from a township. Um, so I think, you know, here he's, he doesn't get a leg up from BEE or anything like that. He's just a, a man with an idea who saw an opportunity. And I mean, it's been 15, 15 years since he started his journey. So, I mean, what, yeah, what's from a policy level here, um, what, if, you know, if we were to show, if, if we were talking to, to Cyril right now, you know, what kind of things would we be telling him to, to sort of take this example and try and spread it across the country? Yeah, um, absolutely. Mr. Nkosi, I think he's a perfect example um, of what a leader is because, I mean, his story is what um, the South African dream is actually all about, you know, <laughs> making use of what you have, where you're at, um, without any excuses. And his story um, is inspiring, I think, because, like, despite the odds um, and many excuses you could have had, he still has become a well-established entrepreneur, actually employing other people now, giving mm. other people opportunities um, and practical um you know, next steps with him to actually um, get involved in the industry that 
somebody from Soweto selling diamonds um, and being so productive, that's a, that's the story we should highlight when we actually promote this country. You know, mm. that despite all the red tape and regulations that he has to jump over and under, he's still making it work without mm. any handouts, which is something I love that Diego mentioned, is that he wasn't waiting for um, any hands out to be given to him. He, you know what, he pulled up his bootstraps and he did it despite the difficulty and the difficulty of a, of a labor market, you know, that is so stringent yeah. and so, and it's such a burden on entrepreneurs. And I mean, one of the topics we're going to be discussing next is on tax. And I mean, despite taxes that he has to pay mm. that are so unreasonable, this guy is still making it work. Yeah. And I mean, most Africans can do that. But uh, we don't need government if that's the case. 100%. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's why at FAN we advocate for an honest, accountable, and limited government. Um, yeah. And that's why how it leaks into things like your ability uh, and your freedom to earn. Um, I think, Tioko, the one thing that struck me is that he started with experience. He was solving a problem in his community, found, got a client base, he built up capital. Mm-hmm. Um, and as time went, he got he did qualifications. He did courses in business management. And that kind of thing. So I think there's definitely an opportunity here for South Africans to take heart in, in that if the government can get out the way, we can get these kind of institutions going. You know, we don't have to put such a huge emphasis on things like an academic uh, degree. And as he shows through his incubation program, he even said there weren't any incubation programs um, for him. But now he is creating the skills that are being transferred um surely that's something we can scale up absolutely i do think though that we 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 of course can't do away with the government entirely Uh, what we need is a small really a small government uh, as opposed to this one that we currently have because you do need a government that's there to uh, protect citizens ensure that civilians are 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 safe in the country to ensure that contracts between citizens are upheld contracts, uh, social contracts and stuff of that nature. But I do entirely agree with you that it's, 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 it's something we, we really should look at uh, to, 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 to nature people's talents, nature people's skills and, 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 and ensure that everyone becomes the best vision of themselves and finds themselves. And yeah, when, when people become the best visions of themselves, not, not, not based on what color they are, what gender they are, but the best visions of who they are as individuals, mm-hmm. then you, you, you get this out of such a situation. Uh, people, mm-hmm. people get to discover their talents, what they are brilliant at, and you end up with, with products like this one. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what we should be promoting as a country for people to focus on their talents and skills, regardless of skilled color and stuff, and, and excel in that way. Mm, definitely i think yeah. i think the thing for, for me it just and then I'll, I'll i'll let you have a final word here Shailen, is you know here we've got you know we've got a latest unemployment stats youth unemployment stats to, to hearing 75 76 percent here he's employing five people you know they they will have families um that they will need to look after or they've probably got family members that they already do need to look after even at such a young age and it's just such a good opportunity for them despite whatever that he might be paying them at this stage, you know, they have a foot in the door. And once you have a foot in the door, you can get one onto the ladder and climb that to really just 
self-fulfillment uh, and, and dignity. So any concluding thoughts uh, from your side, Shonen? Yeah, and I was just going to mention that what I like about this example of um, him is that there's a practical element to what he's mm. trying to pass on to the next generation, to youth. Um, you know, it's not just based and on... It's also, it's, also a business, it's also a business practice, right? The more he transfers, yeah. the better it is for his business in the long term. Exactly. Yeah. That's very true. And that's why that should actually be encouraged. Like um, many businesses, small businesses, whether it's corporations, medium businesses, actually need to be incentivized to take an action like he is, where you actually offer learnerships, practical work experience, even for those who do not have 10 years working experience or, um, you know, multiple PhDs, mm. but actually telling them, you know what, come with what you have. Do you have a willingness to work? We can discuss how much you actually get paid um, and let them actually get work experience for youth who are maybe unskilled or mm. are uneducated. Give them an opportunity um, despite their experience, because I mean, that's what they're coming to work to actually learn, you mm. know, what it is that they get that they're actually good at. Good at. Definitely. Tiago, you look like you want to throw something in the mix there. Yeah, I was actually just thinking that uh, if we do move to another topic, I'd, I'd stop you before you move. But what I was thinking on my part was that we, 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 this is evidence that the government really needs to invest in technical colleges. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, we had good technical colleges during the apartheid era. And that's part of why the unemployment during apartheid was, 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 was so little, you know, compared to now. You had people who were trained, uh, who were thoroughly trained, given skills to do practical things. So now education since 94 has really been focusing a lot on theory and too little mm -hmm. on practical stuff. We really do need to return to investing in, in our technicals so we can have more people producing stuff like mm. Mr. I forgot Nkosi. what the name is, but like like Mr. Nkosi, like Mr. Nkosi is doing. And by so doing, then the, the, the economy of the country will grow, employment will be created, and mm. yeah, we should be in a much better state as a country, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I guess also it just speaks to you can't tame people's aspirations. I mean, the product is a very aspirational product. People, you can't even, you can't afford half an earring with a, with a social grant with uh, if, if, if you wanted one. But uh, if you give people the ability to, to earn for themselves, build the skills, you know, we could all be walking around with some NQ uh, necklaces and earrings. And I think the, just to, to end off from my side, I love the one, the one quote from him um, when he talks about his employees, his young youngsters that have started in his workshop. He says, um, they are also artists and creative, create, they are also artists and creatives and not just employees. And I think that is spot on. That is such an awesome sentiment. Um, but let's let's leave it there. I think let, let's go into something a little bit more more macro economic, uh, bigger picture stuff here. Um, and our final story for today uh, is actually just really kind of kicking the can down the road. Um, and that is that there has not been a raise in the sugar tax. Um, so this story from Times Life essentially speaks about. Um, the sugar cane, let, let me not, let me not misquote it. Uh, the sugar, South African Cane Growers um, Association uh, welcomed the decision not to raise the tax on sugar 
um, by 2.31 rand. So two, what, two rand, 31 cents. There you go. Um, so our Minister of Finance, Igor Kodongwana, um, in his budget in February, which we spoke about and we, we told you how it uh, affects you. And this is another sentiment uh, on top of that as to how these policy decisions affect people. So one thing he says here is that the, the CEO um, of the, the, the Kangaroos Association, uh, Thomas Funky, says that um, the delay is a welcome reprieve for SA's growers, especially small-scale growers. Um, modeling commissioned by SA Kangaroos with the Bureau of Food and Agricultural Policy shows that the maintaining of sugar tax at the current level will still cost the industry a further 15,984 seasonal and permanent jobs and will be a major contributing factor towards the decline of a 46,600 hectare uh, area, 600 hectares of area um, under cane over the next 10 years. So there would be more job losses um, if the increase had gone ahead. But like I said, it really is kicking the can down the road. So this will probably come next year. So I think, gents, here we're seeing an example of state intervention um, essentially, because my understanding is that the sugar tax was in part to try and bring people's consumption of sugary drinks down. Um, now, that's not necessarily the case, but it's also a big daddy government coming in and trying to control how we live our lives. Tiafo, what are your thoughts around this sort of tax and this kind of move, um, at least, to not at this stage raise the tax levy? Well, I think it's a very good thing. I, I, I think it's an, it's an absolutely good thing, but I think obviously more can be done. Uh, checks, the reality is that taxes are a burden on businesses, right? Government takes from, well, taxes are a burden to everyone in society, in fact, to us as individuals as well. Uh, you find that you should be earning 100 rand as a result of taxes. You end up finding yourself earning 60 rands uh, at the end of the month. It's just an example, right? It's, it's, it's a huge burden. But I do think we should welcome this 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 delay in the one year uh, this one year delay in 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 the increment of taxing uh, the sugar industry, right? Because then it means then that uh, for the next year at least the situation the 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 the, the, the crisis in the industry has not been furthered, right? But we really do need to start having a conversation around reducing taxes as opposed to this thing of just halting taxes a bit or, 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 or not increasing one year, increasing another year. We must have a conversation around reducing taxes and perhaps in, 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 in place of those taxes, we could call upon uh, companies, as, as Sholen has mentioned, that we do need incentives that would push companies to at least start offering uh, training to people, to citizens, right? And mm. my thinking is that if we could reduce taxes and at least ask these companies to start uh, training some of citizens and staff, then they get to transfer skills mm. while those people that they are training also get to give that company their human resources as well. And by so doing, I think both the company and the people would be benefiting. But this mm. whole thing of just giving all money to the government in the form of taxes and trusting them to 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 utilize the money well, mm. I don't think it works. It hasn't been working. 
but more than anything, it it, it 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 results in higher taxes because they end up stealing the money. Services not being provided. We need more money to 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 deliver the services that they did not provide. Mm -hmm. Taxes being increased, so it's much better to train people, reduce taxes, so companies can make more money, be able to buy machineries, be able to employ more people, and mm. people can take care of their own lives as opposed to the government wanting to 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 play the role of of, of a charity organization in our lives. 100%. I love that. Um, I think just one thing I must clarify when I say two, I think the, the, inc the increase that they've delayed is for 2.31 cents per gram. So that would be about 2.31 per 100 grams. Um, so maybe a can of Coke would probably be a little bit more expensive. Um, but Sholin, I think the point here is that instead of taxing more, we need to be growing the tax base. We need more people mm -hmm. to be tax payers because that means they're also earning more. Um, and then that comes back to an accountability thing because then, the, the, you know, the way the, the way the economy works, you know, if we can get more um, more money into the, the the government's sort of spending expenditure sort of budget, then the, and we can get them to spend it honestly, then for these sugarcane growers, you know, the government can instead of make it more difficult for them to to earn money, they can spend things on like. Irrig uh, access to irrigation, uh, roads, infrastructure, uh, communication lines, uh, protecting truck drivers on our highways. Um, so, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts uh, on on the story, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good thing, firstly, that they didn't raise the um, the taxes on sugar. And Alex, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the article, they actually mentioned that if the Sugar tax was increased. It would cost SA actually more than 15,000, 16,000 jobs um, mm. instead of creating any jobs. And I mean, taxing people for everything is not the solution. Um, even just was uh, last week, um, SARS actually announced that they collected more than one trillion um, in taxes um, for the fiscal year. And yet we have seen that the country displays record levels of unemployment, dangerous incidents of civil unrest. And while the government is taking a lot of money from people, it's not really translating that people are actually experiencing better um, conditions as they live. Because essentially, the people are, everything is, like everything is rising, but everything is rising except salaries, essentially. And that is not a good site for um, South Africa. And I mean, the tax burden in South Africa, South Africa is one of the highest tax countries um, in the world. Mm. And for, you cannot, that's not a sustainable um, situation to have. Because I mean, as you say, the government is funded by our taxes, as the who likes to remind us. Um, and they actually require us mm. to be working, to be productive, in order to actually fund the services that they are limited services that they are supposed to provide us with. Mm. And when you are taxing people into oblivion, how are people actually able to breathe and actually to spend money um, the way they choose to? Because, mm. I mean, if you're going to be taxing people really highly, that's actually a coercive uh, method of, you know, getting funds to fund the government because you're doing it by force and people are not really giving being given a choice. And one thing that I would also suggest is that people, that companies or entrepreneurs, small businesses are actually given tax breaks if they can actually show that, look, 
this is how we are actually empowering um, youth or and young people in our um, communities by giving them learnership, by giving them internships to actually gain practical experience and gain skills. And if I promise you that would really, that step alone would literally revolutionize um, the way we are doing business in this country. And I mean, it's not a silver bullet, but it would go a long way. Yeah, I, th- I think that the gist is that the, there's no silver bullets, um, but a, a lot of the kind of ideas that we put forward here are not rocket science. Often it yes. really is just the government just taking a step back and letting people get themselves uh, ahead. Tiago, final thoughts before we jump into burning questions with Mbali. Final thoughts. Uh, you know, Helen Ziller has said on Twitter, this must have been two or so years ago that uh, if the situation in South Africa continues to go the way it is going, she would call call for a national tax revolt. Mm. Now, I, I I personally think that that's, that's a call out that I'd probably support. Uh, given that taxes are really high in this country, they are affecting employment. Unemployment keeps on going up, partly, partially because uh, companies cannot afford to keep employees uh, within their ranks. But, but what the government could do is to reduce taxes so companies have more of their income remaining with them and they can create jobs and stuff. So I think if, if, if Zile does make such a call in future... I'll be one of the first people at the forefront, although I do, I do think it's <laughs> one of the hardest things to do because the tax system is controlled by the government, right? And mm. yeah, it would, it, would, it, would, it would be quite hard to get there. But I do think that how things are going in the country, we really do need to reduce our taxes so companies can, can, can be able to create jobs, companies can breathe, and people can get employed. And the government can stop playing this role, like I said, of, of, mm. of, of being a charity organization. That's that's not why governments exist. 100%. Jens, thank you so much. And I think before I hand over to to our esteemed colleague Mbali, I just want to share another good news story. Um, this, this one uh, is something that I think we are all probably quite, quite proud of. Um, it's not uh, typical uh, fan content, but uh, I just want to share this photo with us. Um, this happened over the weekend. DJ Black Coffee got himself a Grammy, uh, you know, making South Africa proud. And, uh, you know, it just goes to show it doesn't matter what's cutting here. Um, you know, you can still live out your dreams and scoop the biggest awards in the world. So on that note, guys, remember to follow us at Badger of Liberty. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, as well as TikTok and Twitter. And on that note, it is time for burning questions. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Burning Christians. Hi, Alex. Hi, Sholin. Hi, Diego. Hi, Mali. Hi, Mali. 
Guys, so today, the coach that we're looking at, um, and definitely shout out to Black Coffee for that um, Grammy Award. It inspires me. When I grow up, I want to be like Black Coffee. <laughs> and Nelson Mandela, because the quote that we read today comes from Nelson Mandela, and it reads, it is not our diversity which divides us. It is not our ethnicity or religion or culture that divides us. Since we have achieved our freedom, there can only be one division amongst us between those who cherish democracy and those who do not. Guys, um, I think, let me open the floor to your thoughts about this code card. Um, I think I'm going to take Diego and then we're going to go straight into comments. Diego, what are your thoughts? Well, I am in full agreement. I am in full agreement. South Africans got together in 1994. Together came up with a constitution as a result of the democracy that we are in and values and principles that we collectively agreed upon were drafted in that constitution. And yeah, that 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 is basically the, the Bible of South Africa. And it is anyone who goes against those values and principles that we have set out, the values and principles that are at the very center of our democracy as, as, as a people, as a country, uh, yeah, that, 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 that's where the division is, between those of us who stand for those values, who are true to them, who honor them, and those who choose not to stay true to the values and principles. Mm, definitely. Maybe let me ask this question. What do you guys think Nelson Mandela would have said if he saw the state of South Africa right now? Do you think he'll still share the same sure. sentiments? Um, Sholen, Alex? Sure. I would, I would definitely say that. I mean, even some of his comments while he was still alive with, and he was with us, um, seeing the party that, you know, he fought for, um, very, the ANC specifically, um, the about turn that they have taken downhill. Um, yeah. I, he has expressed his disappointment many times. And that's why, um, I think you would have been like, um, we might've achieved our freedom, um, in 1994 but we need to mm -hmm. keep fighting for it for yeah. as long as possible and never you know never rest on that side of the front um yeah but nonetheless it's absolutely true absolutely true okay let's go to alex and one, slight, one okay. slight correction before you move forth south africans uh -huh. came together in in in, in 93 and 91 92 93 moving towards 96 actually uh, coming up with that constitution not just in 94 mm. that's that's mm. a small clarity i have to make okay alex anything mm. before we go to the first comment no jump into it i'll throw in some some comments there after all right so this comment comes from brian and he says oh there's a lot of exclamation marks a lot of you know question marks we feel your pain sir <laughs> he goes freedom, <laughs> freedom way democracy way hi bo all I see is delusion, not division. And then there's a lot of emojis there that express his anger and his unhappiness. Alex? Yeah, I mean, I guess like um, like was just mentioned that, you know, the, the, well, I mean, Mandela comes from the ANC. He's an ANC stalwart. He's a struggle hero, as we, as we are often reminded uh, as uh, born free babies. Um, and the thing is that, you know, when we, and, there is division where it comes through race-based policies um still permeating through the government it's uh yeah. government policies are just reversed essentially we've still got 
it's now TF is very familiar with um, what's going on in some of our universities uh, where there are race-based policies and people being uh, uh, granted or denied access to universities based on the classification of their parents during apartheid. Yeah. So it's actually just so wild that we've got this topsy-turvy thing, um, you know, with policies like like BEE, cadre deployment, which I think actually started in 1997, um, way back then. So, um, and, you know, every day we hear of, of ra racial hustling um, and, and people trying to create divisions. Um, so I don't think, I'd, in terms of Brian's comment, um, you know, we still do have a democracy. Um, we still have freedoms, and that's why uh, South Africa is in a much better position than it could have been. We, our elections are free and fair. It's not not the most common uh, thing in 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 Africa, in in sub-Saharan Africa. So definitely, we mustn't throw the baby out with the we mustn't throw the the freedom baby out with the bath bathwater. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. Um, Sholin, any comment? No, I was going to say I, I agree with Alex, yeah, for sure, because, I mean, yes, we have a lot of problems. We have a lot of reasons to be um, uh, critical and so forth, but we are in democracy nonetheless. Um, yeah. And, I yeah. mean, if this country could have survived the apartheid government, I promise you we're going to survive the ANC government. Um, hey, and that's man, why, I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Nice. But can I, can, I, can, I, can I just add, though, the one thing is that in terms of democracy, the one struggle we do have is actually getting people to feel empowered by that democracy. Sure. So, yeah. you know, when you think about how many people are eligible to vote but don't, um, yeah. you know, more people no, don't vote than vote for the ANC. So if we can, if someone watching this who doesn't vote can feel inspired to vote, then, you know, we are one step closer to defending the democracy that Brian is so, uh, and rightly so, right, uh, scared of scared of losing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, is true. that is true. Um, let's go to the second comment. And this second comment, um, I think most of you guys have have um, mentioned it. Um, the same party who Mandela has appointed, um, the missing the philosophy and the ideology, and then he goes dot dot dot. Is this true? This is a trick question. Are they missing the whole thing? Uh, Alex, I'll start with you. No, they, they, the, the problem is that they are seeing through the ideology to a T. Um, the ANC is, sure. a, is a socialist okay. communist organization. You know, they're in a tripartite <laughs> alliance. Um, I'm not, maybe Tiago can correct me on how that uh, arrangement was formed back in the 90s. But, you know, they've got the trade unions who they have to appease. They in mm. bed with the, the communist party. Um, and you know, some of our ministers are literally from the from the Communist Party itself. Bladen Zamande is one. Um, Ronald Namola, I think, is another one. Um, but they they devout. I, I, the problem is that they are ideologues, um, and they don't believe in the free market. They don't believe in the freedom of the individual. Actually, and throwing it on top of that, you know, we've got policies that uh, allow them to enrich themselves rather than the people. Mm, definitely, Mr. Diego. You seem I, to be I, deep I, in thought, sir. Please, yeah, I am, I am, we are open I, I, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am quite deep in thought because I'm wondering, if you could put the question back here, I, okay. I, I am wondering what philosophy this person is thinking mm. about. Because, because uh, yeah, uh, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think there's, there's, there's uh, the quote, the quote that we are looking at 
and yet the same party yeah. who appointed Mandela is missing the philosophy uh, and the ideology. Okay. I see, so I think what, 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 what Uli is saying is that um, they don't, the party, um, the mm. ANC doesn't share the philosophy that is being espoused in this, in this quote card. Um, I think that, yeah, actually that makes sense. It makes, well, makes much think, more sense. Okay, you can go hmm. with the Diego. I think I think I would I would disagree. I think the ANC is many things, right? I, I, I think the African National Congress is many things, many, 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 many things. Uh -huh. uh, but up to so far, to to a large extent, really, they have respected democracy, uh, even though it's, it's it's quite hard to pin them to it. It it, 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 it takes some time. It's 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 it's, it's, it's all of that and that, but. Up to so far, democracy has, 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 has been respected in the country. So I wouldn't necessarily say that they don't uh, respect democracy. But of course, there are individuals amongst, uh, there, there are individuals within the party who mm. don't respect democracy at all. And yeah, I'll, mm. I'll, 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 that's, my, that's my take, sure. Okay. All right. But why does it look like that few that don't respect it, um, it's now the, it's the whole ANC's brand. Now it looks like the whole ANC, the, mm. yeah, they're not doing the things that need to be done. Sure. I think yeah. that's a very well, complex one. Let's pass it on to Sholem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just going wow. to say, uh, I was going to say like, you. Diego is right there. Like they are the, the ANC is a literal broad church. And I feel like that is also one of its weaknesses. Because it's trying to also at the same time trying to accommodate everybody from the from the communists all the way to the um Cyril's. And you know what I mean? It's like it will implode on itself. Exactly. Mm. That's why we are trying to um one of the big things in the ANC right now. Well, that we are going to see cause the fall of the ANC is the factionalism inside yeah. of the party because yeah. they are currently fighting one another because of their views of how to run things are not aligned. And that's probably where the biggest political battle is taking place in South Africa um, right now. And mm -hmm. I mean, like one thing we shouldn't also do is that to say that, um, you know, like we need a new ANC. Um, you know, we need an ANC a bit different the ANC is the ANC. They, they, we don't like the ANC at all. I was, I was actually about to ask. I was it say, must die. Yeah, yes, yes, it must <laughs> die. Exactly. They are going to take such an L. We don't need a different ANC. Chances. You know, people need second chances. Mbali, Lippers don't change the. the no, devil's advocate. No, devil's advocate. <laughs> 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 they, they don't, they've, they've had more than enough chances, in my opinion. Yeah. You think so? Uh, I think they... No, I was just yeah. going to say, Sean, I think that's the point. And it, it speaks to the fact that we need people to vote. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, exactly. okay, Mandela um, was the, the, the leader of the party and the country at a time when this sentiment was the order of the day. You know, the country really mm -hmm. did improve until... Yeah. 2004 people got electricity people got housing people got access to water and sanitation that yeah. doesn't ring true anymore and then yeah. it's time to ring in the changes it doesn't matter who you vote for or what you vote for as long as it, it the, the the policies resonate with you um mm -hmm. yeah and, and you know 
put put your money where your mouth is, but just go to the polls and say something. Mm. Yes, and I would even also even add. I know we're running out of time, but I also want to add um, the part in Mandela's quote where he says, "Like the division amongst us is against those that who believe in democracy and those who do not." I believe that's actually very true right now in South Africa, especially as we go into coalition um, party politics, because then the division is going to be split up, and it already is split up into those who believe in things like property rights, free market, um, freedom. Um, overall, and those who believe that we need more state control, we need more, uh, we need higher taxes, we need more failing state and entities, we need more BEE, and that's where the division is lying. And each mm. and every South African, whether we like it or not, is going to have to make the choice if you want more yeah. freedom or if you need more and, and bigger failing government. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. where the lines are drawn, and that's why mm. I think. Mandela himself was actually even foreshadowing something way ahead mm. of his time um, mm. than he might have even realized. Yeah, no, definitely. But guys, I'm still on the NC chat, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no topics for another day. <laughs> yes. Wait. Definitely a topic for another day. But do we have a party that... As we said, the NC wasn't completely horrible. It wasn't completely, you know, terrible. Mm. Do we have a party that can replace ANC? Yes. Well, if I could, Sholin can... Are we allowed to say who it is? But, okay, Sholin, let's go. I wouldn't say my preference, but what I would say is that we have a coalition of parties who know how to govern, and they've shown it at local uh, municipalities. We have a coalition of governments that can do things that does not include the ANC. So it can be done. See, ANC, I tried fighting for you. I really <laughs> tried. <laughs> <laughs> if, I could, if I could just jump in, I think I've made up my mind uh, around the question that was asked whether the ANC respects democracy or not. I think... I think they do respect democracy. I think the only thing is that they, at times, um, abuse it, right? And, 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 and at, at times exploit it. For example, Jacob Zuma, his ANC coming to government. And one of the things that he does, because now he is the president of the country, elected democratically so, he gets in there and deliberately weakens state-owned uh, companies, institutions that, that are meant to be holding people to account and stuff. So I do think up to so far, we haven't seen them doing away with democracy with internally within the party as well. Every five years they have their Congress, people are elected by yeah. the majority and so on and forth. Uh, the only thing is that here and there they exploit it and they mm. abuse it and, 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 and mm. use it to their own benefit. But yeah, they, 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 we, we do have democracy and they have respected democracy up to so far, except they exploit it. Yeah. yeah. Bali, can I just add on to your, 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 your initial question there? Is yeah. that it's not about, the thing is, it's kind of like, you know, some people like stock suites, some people like knickknacks, some people like ghetto snacks. But okay. you know what I mean? Like if, if you, it's all about competition. If you don't hold, if, if, if a party doesn't feel like they're at any risk of losing, they're not mm. going to change. So if, yeah. you, if you find a party that, you know, defends property rights, that's important to you. That mm. can be something that, that is your focus. You can go and read their policies, see what they say. 
then if that party then goes and gets more yes. more votes, starts to have a better, uh, a bigger, more seats at the table, then they have bigger constituency to serve, and then yeah. that's then you start playing politics. Where and I think yeah. that's what people need to start thinking about going into twenty twenty four. Um, yeah. Is the bigger picture, you know, what think about what is life after ANC dominance? Yeah, and I think life after ANC is going to be amazeballs. Everyone must forget everything I was saying. Um, I was just, you know. But anyway, guys, um, there is hope for South Africa. And in 2024, make sure you vote for um, the right people, the people who are going to make sure that you are not cheated of your democracy and your freedom. And with that said, guys, thank you for joining me on this episode. And do remember, your freedom is worth fighting for.